Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode number 126. That is number 126 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are your favorite DMV sports podcast, and it is officially a happy spring to all. I am Todd, joined as always by Jerry. What is going on, man? What's happening? Just kicking it, man. Kids are done with spring break, home stretch for uh, schools and all that shit's going on, and and I, for one, am excited about uh, you know the next chapter that lies ahead. Um, and I got to tell you, it's a little disheartening this time of the year. We started this podcast four years ago this month, mm-hmm. and we were previewing the Caps entering the playoffs, coming off of their Stanley Cup run the, the year before, and I was like, man, I fucking love the spring. I love playoff hockey, and alas... As Caps diehard fans, we will not be enjoying playoff hockey. <laughs> right. And, you know, uh, Todd, you and I have kids. Our, our oldest kids are the same age, and they mm-hmm. are going to college. And they are. it just so happens that they're going to the same college. They are. Um, so we'll be attending maybe some parents' weekends together. We can do maybe do a, like a podcast down there. That would be fucking awesome. How fun would that be? That would be great, man. I'm, I'm down. But, I'm down. Uh, uh, unlike you, I am not. Uh, I have not moved on to the next chapter. I'm still trying to uh, live my high school life through them. So <laughs> I will go be going to multiple sporting events this week for the high school at nice. Damascus. All right. Um, and uh, so I'm going to uh, – st- Damascus High School has had a stellar athletic year. Eight banner uh, year. Right. And Absolutely. They, and they're still going because mm-hmm. the uh, softball team is undefeated and – whatever so they're I'm very go, good i'll go check out some of them without appearing to be the creepy guy I'll take holly <laughs> with me oh who's your daughter oh i don't have one out there. i don't have <laughs> one who's your son i don't have one either <laughs> just out here supporting thank I'm you supporting they're like all right police um, but uh yeah i'm with you man i mean i uh this you always think that washington sports is bad but it's been it's never been this bad with all four teams sucking yeah yeah, so the Wizards crapped out. They they were in that play-in playoff spot up until about two weeks ago. I mean, that franchise is a joke, man. Complete joke. I mean, they have – giving Bradley Beal that contract was ultra stupid. He has – he's played like 70 games since he's gotten the contract. It's it's atrocious. To improve the team, not, uh, not at all. Mm-hmm. And the other Kyle Kuzma is like some sort of male model, but he hardly plays. And they, they, I mean, they, they will never win. Nope, you're right. They, so – so look, the Nationals will probably be bottom five in the entire major leagues. That's part of the rebuild that's going to happen. Hundred losses, um, minimum. The disheartening thing there is, they already have had games with worse attendance than they had when they were at um, RFK. Oh yeah, that's really disheartening. Yeah. So, I, I, so that's I, rough. It's staggering to see how bad that franchise has fallen off from like the World Series three years ago or whatever yep. to like the worst team in the league. Yeah, so that's going to be a tough rebuild. The Commanders, which we will talk about at length again today. They may be the best. They may be the best of the four. You know what? I used to say the Commanders were perfect, like sports talk fodder. What a joke. But here we are on this podcast, and they're like the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, but they're the, they're the best out of the four teams. <laughs> they they really have, I, I really think they are the most stable in terms of you know winning right now. Oh, God, it's so bad. Um, but, hey, let's, let, let's wrap up our cap. So it, last time we talked, there was the like 4.2% chance they were going to make the playoffs. That wasn't going to happen. Just it's been a it's been a rough ride this year for a number of different reasons. But uh, Tariq Elbashir had a great tweet today. He said, "So to recap tonight's game against the Islanders, the Caps will be without Ovechkin, Oshie, Mantha, TVR, and Dowd, none of which skated this morning. That means Washington will have 17 skaters again. Man, between the cap issues and everything else, this seems to be the only way this season could end. Yeah, and I mean that's it in a nutshell. Between age and injuries, which go hand in hand, as you have said." The cap issues, which some are just a byproduct of having shitty luck with injuries and having to field a team, and others are bad contracts. Right. You know, they are where they are. I refuse to accept that injuries are the cause of anything because if you bring the same group of players back saying they're gonna not going to be injured, they're still going to suck. So It's a fundamentally poor team. It, it, it is. Um, on the injury front, I, I will go ahead and meet you halfway. I don't think the injury um, excuse goes as far as people – I don't think it goes as far as it should um, at times. But it is reality. 
I mean, you, sometimes you just get a fucking season of bad luck. Yeah, it happens, the, dude. Yeah, but this these this is not just some fluke. This is a it's an injured team because they're an old team. And if you bring these two dudes back, O'Shea's not playing more games than he played. I don't this I don't year. disagree with that, but I would say yeah. that the most impactful injuries that this team suffered this year were Tom Wilson, who's Man, not old, and Nick it. Dowd. Yeah, I get it. I get so it. injuries are reality. Yeah, they just it, don't it, have a lot of good players. That's that's the reality. You know what they don't have, Jerry? They don't have a lot of elite players anymore. No, I mean they they, they don't. They, they, I don't think they have a lot of good players. They have Ovechkin, who's going to break a scoring record. And he can score, et cetera, et cetera, and he's forty goals. I get it, blah blah blah. Right? He's the greatest we've ever seen. Uh, Tom Wilson's okay. You know, Kuzi um, doesn't want to be here. Nope. And he's an average, below average player. Maybe the worst defensive player in the league. His uh, his contract is proving to be a pariah at this yeah. point, um, and Backstrom is we we've already said it, he's a weight yeah uh, he's an anchor but yeah. RM, RMNB mm-hmm. um, rate ranked the Capitals woes and the concerns moving forward um, they ranked them from most concerning. My wife just came home for everybody. Uh, <laughs> Balbu chiming in on the Caps injury. Woes. Anybody that wants to break in my house, now we know what time my wife gets home. Um, from, from you know, they have a, a bunch of different concerns, but they ranked them from top to bottom. So I okay. was thinking maybe we could just go through the list. Yeah, and let's you do give it. give me your thoughts. Right? Yeah, let's do it, man. Because, look, those guys are a bit hyperbolic at times. Yeah. But they're also good dudes. They're dialed in. Well, and they're they, smart. And they know hockey. Yeah, they, they played it. They know it. And, and and while I don't always agree, I appreciate the data yeah. that they come up with. I don't agree with a lot of things they say, but they do know what they're talking they, about. They, they, they really do. So yeah. the biggest uh, hurdle um, moving forward is Peter Laviolette's future. Uh, and their synopsis is uh, the extension. Any talks of any extension have gone cold. Yeah. Um, his tenure has been troubling. His offensive uh, system has been, they believe, it's it's curtailed uh, any offensive production. Um, he refuses to play the younger guys like Alexiev, LaPierre, McMichael, Scarbosa, Frank. I don't know who Frank is. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's going to continue not to play those guys, then you might as well get rid of them. And yep. their position is just play yep. uh, and try to get veterans. Um they think that the team will improve at least offensively by um, allowing him to leave. Yes. So, so what I do think, you think? I, I would agree. I mean, it starts at – before you even talk about turning the roster over and what strategic moves to make, et cetera, et cetera, Brian McClellan's not going anywhere. So when you start from the top, you have an, an owner who is a very loyal owner, for better or worse, but he is a very loyal owner. He's not McClellan's not going anywhere unless he wants to for the right. foreseeable future, which means the next head of that snake is the coach. And Laviolette came in. Whether you want to call it a stroke of bad luck, circumstances, whatever else, I don't think he ever really established himself as the right man for this job. I don't think he embarrassed himself. No. Um, but this year was was not a banner year at all. No. Nothing to write home about. And it's time for him to go. Contract is up. The old gentleman's handshake, thank you for your services. Moving on, he's probably got a nice veteran team somewhere out there that a coach is going to need a bump middle of the season next year, and he's going to be able to hop right in. He could do TV. He's a good dude. You know, say la vie. Right. Bye-bye. I'm with you. I, I see no upside in, in bringing him back. So, no, and um, I think both parties would probably Right, and he, yeah. Right. Does he want to go through a youth movement? He never has. He never right. has wanted to in his whole career. Well, that's a nice segue to their second. Uh, their second uh, topic is Brian McClellan timeline, meaning mm-hmm. that they have this uh, thing called a promise strategy um, hypothesis where um, they McClellan will never let them rebuild. Um, he will just sort of try to plug and play. And right, then, right, and right. Say we Patch some holes yeah, here and there and, you know. Um, but the so the second concern is whether or not they should abandon that and just go with the youth, mm-hmm. right? Get it, get rid of as many veterans as they can, right? Um, obviously, the names are you know are common, um, but the they need to they, they think that the organization as a whole needs to make a commitment on what is our blueprint, mm-hmm. what are we doing. I, I, I would tend to agree with that. Right. That, that, that um, again, I give McClellan a lot of car blanche based on 
how he's been able to keep this team really, really good for a long time. Right. And I, I think this is they, they concluded by saying this, which is essentially what you said. But there's also a possibility that McClellan sees Washington's problems as deeper than just injuries in a coach. Mm-hmm. Age is a progressive and structural problem for any roster, and the Capitals are one of the oldest teams in the league. Yep. So that's sort of where I am. I am we gotta get rid of we gotta get rid of the veterans that can that it's not even the production of the veterans. If you have a young guy in a position of a veteran, you got to get rid of the veteran mm-hmm. and bring in the young guy, even right. if you sacrifice a little bit of production. Sure. Because ultimately, that's how you build your team up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. So, it, And this is going to be – this is where the, the, the cap really does hinder an older team like the Caps. Absolutely. And you're seeing its um, toll on Pittsburgh – you're seeing its toll on St. Louis. Right. You know, St. Louis isn't going to make the playoffs. They I mean, won in 2019. Yeah. Pittsburgh you know? will make the playoffs, but there'll be a first round exit. Barely. What's I mean, the I mean, what's the difference of not making the playoffs and then losing in five? Exactly. Right. I mean, it, they're they're yeah. No, so you, there are a lot of teams in a similar situation Absolutely. which begs the question, who's going to be the savviest with how they're able to bury the money, do this, do that, do you know, right. the other and it's it's Man, it's going to be a tough call, but well, I, I agree with them. I think, you know, Laviolette gone is, is number one and, and part ways amicably. And then the blueprint aspect of McClellan is spot on, in my opinion. Right. How do because, we do it? Right. Don't say, hey, guys, hang in there. We're just going to retool and then go, hey, guys, don't be surprised if we only score 70 points next year because we're going to be super young. It's like, whoa, whoa, either go super young or don't. Right. Or say, I wish we could go super young, but we can't. Right. The cap will not allow us to do that. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that if you start unloading veterans, even if you don't get anything back, right, and even if there's some adverse cap hit, that you're not going to get more production from a younger player that plays every day. See, you, you just you went down that list there, and everybody knows who's a Caps fan, knows Alexiev, and they know LaPierre, and they know – um, McMichael, um, Scarbosa. People are like, huh, who's that? Dude, he's just a young – he reminds people of a young Nick Dowd. Right. Who, who definitely you can plug him into the NHL. And that guy, Frank, um, Ethan Frank, dude, I think he is the immediate replacement to Sheary. Right. He, is, he is a sniper. He's a goal scorer. The guy lit it up in Hershey, and he's in your organization already. Yeah, so let's just let, – the, let, the, the thought is just let, just let the old veteran players go for, for pennies on the dollar. But you got to have a dance partner. you got to have a dance partner. You know, and, and I don't know – and this is what I need to do here as we approach the offseason is I really need to look into the viability of the current buyout options if they're even if available they're yeah. anymore. Um, it's almost like they, they fucked up and missed their window with Backstrom and maybe Oshie yeah. and maybe Kuznetsov, you know? Right. Um, but, I, but I'm with you, man. But here's the deal with hockey. Just going younger doesn't guarantee results either. Of course not. There's risks and rewards with everything you do. Exactly. Right, so it's like this. The, the, you got to do what's best for you based on what's in your locker room, what you know parts and pieces aren't moving. Right. And then how do you complement around them? Sure. You know? I think Because the, do you want to be Buffalo and have the number one pick four out of six years and you still haven't made the playoffs in 12 years? Right. I, I get it. No, I don't want to be them. Right. <laughs> you know? The third uh, thing they have on their list of worries and concerns or decisions is uh, Anthony Mantha's fit. And um, <laughs> they, quote, they start by saying, by now it's apparent to everyone that Anthony Mantha's time in Washington has not been successful. I would agree. Um, <clears throat> And he has one year left on his contract, earning $5.7 million against the cap. Um, they could see this going a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team may cut ties, trade a player, uh, trading the player while his value is lowest. Um, but even now, it's not even certain. Um, he's still a pretty good hockey player, they say. He's got mm-hmm. the second highest relative shot attempt percentage uh, behind Protus. Uh, and rates somewhat well in the defensive microstats like puck retrieval and zone exit. And yet he's undeniably frustrating to watch. There's no question. I've been a, a huge supporter of his since they got him. You know that. Yeah. Because I see the, the skill set. It's like, it's like you get a guy and you're like, yeah, he hits 35 homers. And then he gets on your team and he hits like 23. You're like, yeah, yeah, but he's still got the power to hit 35. He's like, yeah, but he doesn't. Yeah. And, he, and he's not in the lineup enough. He's a defensive liability. And for five point seven million, 
I would rather see a guy like Protus progress in the NHL. I mean, he's shown that he can stick. Right. He's big. He's a little awkward. So is Mantha. But Mantha's making 5.7. Protus is making 1.3. Right. So to your previous point, maybe Mantha's a guy you just unload and the Caps fans get all pissed off because they're like, we got like a third round pick. What did we do that for? Because now you don't have five. I don't really think anybody's going to get that upset. Oh, you'd be surprised. I dude. mean, I mean, people will get upset. Some people just get upset to get, get upset, right? They do, but there's hardcore fans that literally, like on the Japers boards, that that like dive into the analytics. That up to three weeks ago, they were like, "Here's our path to the playoffs." Here's I'm going. Right. Ah, all right, I get it, guys. You have your season tickets. You 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 want to win every single game. It sucks with losing. Right. We, we've made the playoff. What what now? Fourteen out of the last sixteen years. Yeah, or or thirteen out of fifteen, whatever it is, that's a stupid run to boot with a cup in there. I mean, yeah. come on, guys. It, it, you know, at well, some point, it's okay to not be good. No, and, it's never and, okay to be good. Not be good. Come on. Now. <laughs> All right. The next thing they have is is what we've been talking about: Backstrom's viability. Ugh. And this is their quote: uh, Backstrom is thirty five, had hip resurfacing surgery last summer, which kept him out of action until January. Since then. He has not played well on offense or defense. <laughs> the Capitals attempt 51% or 51.8 shots per hour when he's on the ice, lowest among Caps forwards, and a rate that would place him at the place a team around the league's bottom five. So basically when he's on the ice, we don't shoot, we don't get shots, and most of it's because he can't move. Yeah. Um, and so they, um, they rate or the – uh, they do say that he, in con- certain contexts, he can be successful when he's with Protus and Milano. Um, uh, admittedly, two of their strongest possession players. He controls the play much better. Uh, but the worry is not immediately actionable by anybody except for Nicholas Backstrom himself. Yep. It's up to, it's up to him if he, to decide if he's able and willing to play at the level that he wants. Then... With his wishes in mind, the Capitals can react. In either case, a full-fledged retirement seems unlikely. Mm -hmm. It'd be trivial to fail a physical at the start of next season if that's what everybody wanted. This is the NHL. So basically, I guess you could do that. Um, I know that even if he retires, there's still probably some sort of cap hit. Yeah. But it's inevitable. You're yeah. you're looking at a situation where you have nothing but bad outcomes. You're taking the least worst outcome. Jerry, I'm telling you, the only way we get out under this contract because what does he have? Two years left. Mm-hmm. The only way we get out from under the contract is to do what we said last year: to find the next tanking team, have him go there, so he's on the books, so they can get to the salary floor. Right. And, um, you know, he plays their first line power play. He misses two out of every five games, three out of every five games, and they're cool with that because they don't give a shit because they're rebuilding. Right. He's not a pariah there. He is an absolute anchor here. Why not have a sit down and have a discussion with him and say, Nicholas, we want you to retire. Um, we are willing to offer you this position in this organization mm-hmm. um, at this salary, and we realize you're going to have a cap hit, but it's less than if you actually play, and we can get a better player. Right. Um, that's, I think, is probably a more realistic option. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's going to have to happen. Well, I got to tell you, I think the Mantha situation, I think, is more McClellan's thing. He needs to figure that out. Yeah. The Backstrom situation is almost a Leonsis. It's Ted's situation. Influence, and maybe even the new coach. And maybe Ovi. And maybe Ovi. Like, dude, do you want to keep embarrassing yourself like this? Right. You know, that, at some point, that's got to matter. Yeah. Right, because a lot of, I mean, how many times do you see athletes say, I don't want to just be out there playing and embarrassing myself? That's right. Right, and it, it does, you know, it's it's hard to, wa- to watch Backstrom play because he is so fucking slow. Yep. He can't move. He's slow, and, and despite the fact that he looks more agile, obviously, with the, the surgery, and he's obviously more comfortable and that kind of thing, he's just... His physicality made up for his his right. lack of speed when he was in his prime. Yeah. He was a, he was the moose, you know. He was like one of those old Swedish, just you know, like a Thomas Holmstrom, where you're like, he's not really that good, but goddamn, you know, he's right. a possession machine. He doesn't have any of that anymore. 
um, and he doesn't have any certain skill set that makes him irreplaceable. I think that the the organization. I mean, there, we're not saying anything that's like revolutionary here. No, like every, no, no, I, no, I'm sure somebody in the organization, like Nick, we got to probably talk in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Totally. You know, we got to talk in a couple of weeks. And, Absolutely. And you know, we have some thoughts in mind, see what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, but the worst outcome is that he comes back and tries to play a full season. That's the worst outcome. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Think. No, it, it really is. All right. Yeah. Next one. Kuzi's care level. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> they're not going to belabor the point because they said they've written so many articles on it, but um, he's been terrible this year. Uh, simply one of the worst players in the league defensively for a player for a player who had previously been ex- excellent without the puck for long stretches. Kuzi's apparent inability to give a shit has been discouraging. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, yeah, he's not qualified to be a first line center, and he's particularly been poison for Ovechkin. Hmm. Um, opponents score three point eight goals per hour against them, equivalent about the fifth percentile in forwards. Yeah, it's shitty. So, and it's come out that he's requested a trade multiple times. He's um, he's denied that, but if when there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, there, I mean, there, he's, 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 there's no doubt that he has played poorly and probably unhappy. Mm-hmm. And par, probably it's a lot of it's probably tied with um, Laviolette's system. If it is a poor system offensively, then he's probably, you know, and he's not playing with guys that, that are – as good as they were. Right. Which probably elevated his play a little bit. Yep. Either on paper or off paper. Well, when, <sighs> but what do you do with, what do you do with a player that doesn't really want to give a fuck? Yeah. You, you send him somewhere else and hope the grass is greener for him or you play him on third line. Right. I guess. Um, again, that, that he falls into the category for me of uh, the responsibility of the next coach who should have some say into what his role is going to be. Or, that coach might, you know, when McClellan starts to interview coaches, they might have these conversations up front. McClellan might go, here's the deal. Veteran-laden roster, what do you want? Right. You want me to build around these guys and patch the holes, or do you just want to ship these motherfuckers out? We'll get pennies on the dollar. We're going to be young, but, hey, we got some talent. You've seen the, the talent pool in Hershey. We've got a bunch of draft picks, and now we're going to have some capital to – Right. You know, to go out and, and snatch some free agents if we'd want, you know, because I heard an argument that this is a terrible place to come if you're a free agent because of, you know, the uncertainty of the cap situations and some of these older veterans and this and that and the other. But if you're like an up and comer and you're a center and you're like, I really want to make a name for myself. Don't you want to be associated with Ovechkin chasing the record? Yeah. You know, wow. don't, don't you want to be part of that? You know, Hey, they're going to be on TNT and ESPN, and Gretzky's going to be talking about him here for the next two years until until Ovi gets it. Right. Yeah, you, you, I think you kind of do want that exposure. So, I think the coaching search needs to start the second, the last. You know, the buzzer sounds. It's, it's already started. It, it has already started. I mean, yeah. come on, you, you they got to know five guys they're going to be looking at and targeting. Right. My fear is that they're going to promote the Hershey guy. Not because he not, might not be qualified and he might be great. It just doesn't feel like, yeah, you know. But by the same token, I don't want him going out and getting the next Laviolette either. No, you I don't, know? I, I'd yeah. like some guy who's never coached before. Yeah. You know, some guy who... who a is, la John Cooper when he got hired by Tampa. Right. And I, like, mean, when, I mean, not coached before. Obviously coached. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. But not been a head guy before. I know what you mean. You know, yeah. someone who is not, not a retread, right? I mean, would Halpern be number one for you? Only because I don't know. I'm not educated enough to know of anybody else. It's not like the NFL where I'm like, oh, this guy might be pretty good or this guy might be pretty right. good. Um, first of all, I'll be honest with you. Coaching is overrated, right? All these motherfuckers know how to play. Yeah. And all they all know how to coach, mm-hmm. right? You don't get on that level right. with not knowing the X's and the O's. I completely that agree. Is compl- that is so overrated. I agree right? with you. Um, in football, it's a little bit different because you have younger coaches who are, uh, you know, whose offensive systems, and maybe this is true in the NHL too, whose off- offensive systems are a little bit more dynamic because they take advantage of the, of the rules, right? Mm-hmm. Rule changes and how things are refed allow for more space and therefore more creativity. And the ground and pound three three yards and a cloud of dust offenses and the conservative stuff 
it's really going against what the NFL is allowing you to do. Hmm. So that's a good theory. Old, old school coaches like Rivera mm-hmm. and, and those guys, they don't seem to get it because they they're still coaching on what's always worked when they're not taking advantage of right. You know, D- DBs can't grab anymore. So offense, you know, you, quarterbacks can't be hit anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you have DBs can't grab anymore and quarterbacks can't be hit anymore, you're going to have more completions. So why are you more, running three yards so in a cloud of dust? You, yeah, why are you running heavy formations <laughs> right. with all that stuff, right? So I don't know. I, I, think, I think coaching hockey is very situational. Right. And I think it varies, but I, I kind of agree with you at the professional level. They all know what they're doing. The rules are what they are. There's very small margin for error. So the – Coaching conservatively is basically how you have to start, right. or else you're just going to get fucking boat raced, right. you know, every time. However, I think the managing of the egos and the the systems and the buy-in mm-hmm. over the course of 82 games and eight grueling months and then a tough playoff run is way more important than X's and O's. Yeah, I mean, way I, more important. I would, I would, if I if they came to me and asked me what type of coach that I would be looking for, I'd be looking for. A somewhat younger coach who's never been a head coach, but has plenty of experience being an assistant, um, but also who can has respect of the guys on the team. That's just it, man. And that's it, th- those are the intangibles that we have no idea. Right. We don't. Have, we have no idea if Ovi likes Jeff Halpern or not. Sure. I mean, they may have. They may have history. They may have beef. They may be buddies. Mm-hmm. Ovi may say this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Mm-hmm. He was stupid when he's here. I'd be interested to see if Ovi has any input whatsoever on that. How do you not? I mean, you know, I, I, mean I think I, he's earned it. Yeah, I'm not saying know? he gets final decision making, but say, hey, hey, Ovi, can we do a can we do a one hour Zoom? We don't want the Russian national team coach coming over here, right? Well, <laughs> I, I doubt that would be the case. I know, but, I know. but, um, you know, I, I, you know, I think you don't you don't take suggestions from Ovi, but you see, you say this is these are the guys we're targeting, and what do you what's your general thoughts? Right, um, right, and you you if if he says I don't like that guy. And I don't fucking want him here. And this is why, not just because I don't like him, mm-hmm. right? but you know, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do X, Y, and Z. He doesn't focus on this. Um, he's got off the field shit, right? Right. I mean, you got to hear from that because if if Ovi doesn't like him, then the young kids ain't gonna like him. True. Because true. I've seen enough where I always tell the, the guys on our football team, it doesn't matter if you need to work out, right? I know you're working out with five different fucking trainers. But you need to be at workouts because the young kids who are working out in the locker room need to see you or in the weight room need to see your ass in the weight room because mm-hmm. they will work out harder. That's right. Right. And that's how you know where there's a leader, a, a senior who's got 35 fucking offers from somewhere that is working out with his own trainer, but comes to workouts just to give energy. Right. That's a leader. Mm-hmm. Right. And honestly, some guys don't do that. Sure. Some guys do. Mm-hmm. Um, but point being is if, if, if Ovi is negative towards the coach and then stops attending, attending voluntary workouts and comes in with a bad attitude, then the, then the, the younger kids are probably going to be like, well, fuck this. Right. Yeah. You know? And so I don't know what Jeff Halpern's um, pedigree is. I don't know his qualifications. I don't know if he's a good guy, bad guy, whatever. Right. Uh, but I'm hoping Brian McClellan knows and mm-hmm. they bring in someone who can uh, fit that mold. I mean, yeah, that coach has a lot to deal with. It's probably not easy coaching. Ovi. No. And it's really not easy coaching Koozie. Nope. I mean, if you get a lot of veterans who don't want to fucking do something, that's a problem. Yep. You're not going to have a bunch of young, hungry cats. I'm with you, man. So I'm with you. You got you to gotta really have the right thing. And the last two guys is Oshi and Connor Brown. What do you do with them? And what do you really expect from <laughs> Oshi? Like, what are your expectations? My expectations, if he comes back, he's going to miss half a year. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't yeah. know. I can't guarantee you why, but he, I can't tell you why. But he's going. It's interesting they bring up Connor Brown because I, I think people do forget, and and we'll wrap this our caps talk up here. We almost just talked for half an hour on the fucking caps, it's, <laughs> and it's it flew by. It's so great. God, we're such good podcasters. <laughs> we're such great <laughs> hockey podcasters. Um, I'll, I'll say this: he's a guy that was sorely missed this year, and he went down in what game five, game yeah. six, towards ACL. Right? I mean, yes. But Todd, I think the cap for this team, the ceiling for this team, was the first round. They're, they're like they're a lot like Pittsburgh. Jerry, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I'm not disagreeing. The, that was the absolute highest they were going to get. I, I don't like disagree Pitt, at all. Maybe a seven, eight seed. Yep. Even if Wilson played. Yep. I'm with you, yeah. man. So I'm with you. The 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 issues run deep, as we just yeah. discussed, and RMNB laid it out beautifully. 
The so fixes are not easy. Brown need he would need a new contract um, for next season, and three point six million would no longer be a fair price. But Washington may want to entertain the idea, given how unstable their top six ranks are. Right I completely now. agree. And while that might not be a fair price, it's not like he can really dictate the market too too much, right? Because there's a lot of players of his ilk. And there's a lot of them in the league, and if they're saturating that that portion of the league, that might be about what it's going to be. Right. You know, he might come in under four. <laughs> well, those are those are some interesting stuff. I, I agree with you that the the coach needs to be first next week on our pod. Let's preview the playoffs. When, yeah. when do they start? I mean, they're starting soon, right? Yes, I think the regular season wraps up this Sunday, so we'll have playoff matchups by by next uh, pod. Yeah. And awesome. Then, and then I'll do the East, and then you could tell me. I don't, even, I don't even know who the best in the West is, honestly. I guess it's Colorado, right? Nah. Is it, no? They're, they're going to come in as like a five or a six. No season. way. What's yeah. going on? Right, who's, who's great out there, just to give me a preview? Nobody's great. Nobody. However, there's a lot of good teams. Vegas is good, again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Colorado's fantastic. And Edmonton, man. Yeah. They got, they got the two top goal scorers. Yeah, but they're the, going to fucking bail. They're going to bail in the first we'll round see. again. If they yeah. do, man, yeah. I don't need, I don't even know what to say. And then in the East, I've, it's Boston and everybody else. Boston, I mean, Carolina, the Rangers, the Devils. The Devils, finally. Yes. God, I hope they win it for you. I, I, it, <laughs> you we'll, we'll wait till you, next week. But you you for a decade. I know. For the last four years. Um, I will say this. Um, if... And we'll, we'll preview it next week, but it looks like the early returns are saying that the first round matchup is going to be Rangers Devils. Wow, that's going to be blood what bath. a bloodbath! Oh, that's going to be fucking be. great. Can you imagine how obnoxious each team's visiting fans are going to be in the other barn? <laughs> yeah, I mean, You're going to have all those Devil fans. They're going to be like old school. Uh, what was his name from uh, Seinfeld? David Putty when he had the Devil. Right. You know, he made Jerry dress up with the Devil uh, <laughs> sweater <laughs> painted on his chest. I mean, Devils Rangers could be awesome. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, the, no, no, we'll see. All right. Um, so yeah, hockey preview next week, and it won't be the Caps. <laughs> no, yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna shelf our uh, uh, Caps talk. It's gonna for, be the most interesting off season in in a decade. What happens if we win a lottery? Or we get that cat Bedard. Bedard. I mean, that's a fucking game changer right oh. there. That guy's good. Oh God, is he good? Yeah, because you know all these. He's all, nasty. You know these lotteries are fixed as shit. <laughs> it's fixed as shit. Yeah, you know if the Wizards had a seventy percent chance at a first pick and a three percent chance at the eighth pick, they're getting the eighth pick. They're getting the eighth pick because nobody wants to see Absolutely. Washington good. They, they, that doesn't no. draw anybody. No, who cares? Why not put that kid with Ovechkin if you're oh. the league? If you wanna, if you want ratings. Put that. Hey, kid tune with, in. Ovechkin chasing Gretzky, and by the way, Connor Bedard, the next, the next great one. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, so let's go. All right, script writers, get to it. Yeah, it's like the like the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to the NFL. Okay. Um, Beckham. No. Yeah. OBJ. Yeah. Yeah. OBJ. 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 He uh, signs with eighteen million bucks, maybe for one washed-up wide receiver. It's funny we were we were uh, going to sit down. Guaranteed. We were going to sit down and have have dinner last night. And George, uh, George, like dad, dad, check it out because he's a Ravens guy. And I, I just went, woo. I was like, who fucking cares? When I read it, I said that that's that's for Lamar. It's got to be right. It's for Lamar. All right. So there's the elephant in the room right now, NFL wise. Yeah. Well, as far as NFL stories go, I think Commanders ownership. Ownership is still number one, right? Sure. I, I think league-wide. I mean, people well, are they, intrigued by this they, shit. They are starting to settle their disputes. Mm-hmm. So they settled the uh, the Washington, D.C. ticket lawsuit fiasco. Yep. Right? And the why that's important is because the indemnification clause, um, I still think it's going to be an issue because Snyder's not going to pay the cheerleaders or any of those claims any money. No. Because no. they're not damaged. They have no damages. Right. There, right. They were just pointing out the fact he was a scumbag. They were just pointing out the fact, but but in order to pay, I mean, they'll they'll give him nuisance settlement, right? Sure. But not any substantive money. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, uh, but the fraud, <laughs> the fraud claim against his former partners is already taken care of. Mm-hmm. It's the criminal proceedings uh, are pending, but it's not like the he's already settled with his. So my guess is once the sale goes through, the the federal prosecutors sort of put that. Back away, put it, put it away. So, long story short, the legal troubles 
for Snyder seem to be getting resolved, which is paving the way. I don't think it's a coincidence that it's paving a way for a new owner. Um, I was hoping that we would have something before the draft. Who knows what it is? But it's you know all all signs are pointing to Harris. Um, yep, there are people, and it sort of sneaks. I've, I I sort of feel this way too that. Jeff Bezos is just sort of playing this perfectly, mm-hmm. letting all these people. I mean, he's done more. He's been more active in terms of looking at the books and meeting with Dan Snyder over the holiday. Yep. Right. So he's been active enough just to keep me interested in like, why is he doing that? Mm-hmm. If he's not interested, then what's the point? Right. Right. But he's not. He's sort of staying in the background. And the thought is, once Harris makes his final offer, Bezos comes in and says, I'll go $300 million over. So it's like a StubHub sale. It you is. wait till the last minute, and then you go, oh, the game's in an hour. I've got a ticket in the same section. I'm going 20 bucks. That's, you know, that's you know. exactly right. Yeah. And he's sort of playing it that way. Right. I mean, because he's doing too much to completely dismiss him. Yeah. Right. But nonetheless, let's assume that it's the Magic Johnson, and you know, he, Magic Johnson seems to be the face of it. I mean, he was the yeah. one. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's charismatic. Sure. If you're it's Harris, a name. It's, if, yeah. if you're Harris, that's what you want, right? right? He's African American in a largely African American uh, city, mm-hmm. right? Passionate fan base. Everybody knows Magic. Everybody likes the Magic persona. He smiles a lot. He's, you know, he's. Great guy in terms of giving back to the city and setting up charity. So he's the guy you want. Right. You don't want some old whitey trying yeah. to deliver a message, replacing another fucking old whitey who's there are a bunch of billionaires. Who gives a shit about that, right? You want the guy who's going to be the face. That's why they brought Magic Johnson on. They no, no, his, no, no question. They don't need it. his money. No. They need his mouth. So he's been doing interviews um, saying that, and when he does the interviews, he says, I hope that I can be one of the owners here. Um, for that reason, I want to get back to the city, and we need we have this at risk youth and all this other stuff. Right? Sure, and we can help the city, and they can help us. And it's sort of a good fit, and that's really fucking smart mm-hmm. to bring him on. Uh, Robert Griffin the third came out and said he was talking to him, but that was just sort of like him just trying to <laughs> insert himself into it. Whatever he talks, I make it a point yeah. not to listen it's just <laughs> like, he's he's so bluster it's all about me 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 like they don't need him what the fuck's he gonna do he's like listen to me i'm charismatic yes but you're literally spewing bullshit no yeah, one cares I mean, all no you're charismatic cares. about you yeah right you've done nothing like magic johnson is magic yeah. johnson's a worldwide name right. right and so but that ownership group and the people that dude from canada i'm not even sure. I, I don't know how legitimate or illegitimate that is, but he's just, I think, name is thrown in there to up the ante a little bit. Sure. But uh, long story short, I'm hoping that the issue is resolved by the draft and they have a uh, at least a announcement that there is a contract in principle. Right. Uh, it is, and this it is, is going to be... Your, it is going to be officially ratified, voted on, et cetera, at the owners' meetings right. in May. That's right. the one I'm hearing, I think, May, late May... In uh, Minneapolis, right before Memorial Day. Yeah. You know? So it does make sense, uh, uh, you know, media wise, PR wise, to sort of maybe make an announcement right before the draft. That way you get your fan base um, invigorated uh, sure. by the draft, more interest in the draft, um, and you're sort of trending positive. You get a new owner, then you get a new player, mm-hmm. right? And, right. You, you know, um, so may I know, uh, you know, but Snyder's. Time is done. It's just we're sort of in purgatory waiting for the new owner. And that motherfucker's dragging it out, man. He is such a such a scumbag. Yeah, there, there's nothing he can do to make it good. <clears throat> you know, there, there's nothing he can do. Everything he does, I'm going to hate. Yeah. Right? Even True. though it's probably the smartest thing. And, you know, it's not like we're selling a fucking $500,000 house. Yep. Right? You got yep. you got a lot of shit to do. He, oh, he, you know, has borrowed so much money. He owes so many people money. They got to, oh, yeah. you really have to make sure that everything's done uh, properly. But I would hope that within the next, by, before the draft, that's my that's my goal. Yeah, that's my hope as well. Um, um, and in the next week <coughs> or so, we're gonna start prepping for the draft. Yep, we're gonna have the previews. Yeah, we'll have we'll have NHL preview next week, and I think the week after we're gonna go right into draft preview. Well, I can man. tell you this: if they draft, if the, if the Commanders draft anybody but a, a, an offensive lineman or a cornerback in the first round, 
both of those positions are talent heavy. Huge. Right? You can't Huge. you have can't miss guys and they're yep. gonna be available at sixteen. Yep. Um I would be stunned. I'm with you. They, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade down. You know, pick they up could. a later round they pick and, and, and know that one of their coveted I mean at, but the only way you do that at sixteen is if someone is falling that someone's like, Holy shit, like the the defensive tackle for Georgia. I was thinking of him or you know, some like hot shot edge rusher that everybody's yeah. like, nah, he's a little small, but then somebody's like, oh, I want that guy before right. he gets or into the 20s. I need that guy. Yeah, yeah. right, so, right. But, <clears throat> I mean, uh, you know, you don't want to trade back just to trade back, but you you definitely have to have, you know, five or six guys on the board saying, well, I would have taken that guy here. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, hey, maybe they'll take a wide receiver again. Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, like I said, they ha- they have – too much talent at wide receiver to let Sam Howell be the quarterback. I completely agree. So um, it is sort of. I mean, they are going to be a very conservative offense. I think. Yeah. The but I I do say that the wild card, which would make a lot of sense to me, is if they drafted a tight end. Hmm. Like that. I know they have five tight ends on their roster, but none of them are special. Are any any of them good? Right. No. I mean, they're they're okay. They're serviceable. Yeah. Sure. But this kid from like Utah, mm-hmm. if he slips, apparently he's the next Travis Kelsey, Chris Cooley. Wasn't yeah. he a Utah guy? He was. Yeah. But this but this guy is not much of a blocker, but he's he's Kelsey, mm-hmm. right? And and, if, and we've seen teams that basically have a glorified wide receiver well, at tight end. They, they're well, successful. The enemy had Kelsey. He did. So mm-hmm. that's sort of his MO. That's why a lot of people are linking this cat, this Kincaid kid, to him because he is apparently uncoverable. Hmm. I like that. Um, I like that link. And if and if you really are going to go with Sam Howe or Jacoby Brissett, mm-hmm. then you need somebody who's going to be open eight yards. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you need, you're going to get, need somebody to get open. Yep. So And the rosters, the who's their tight end now that's always hurt? Logan Thomas, yeah, nice guy. Time to move on yep. from him. Agreed. Uh, and the other guys, I mean, you could you'll keep a couple of them, but sure. the, you keep the Bates as the blocker, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you need someone dynamic. That you know, and we just said about the new system, right? You always wanted to build from the offensive line out. Maybe you don't need to now. Sure. Maybe if you're going eleven personnel and three wides out there, and then you have a flex tight end who's going to be covered by linebackers who can't cover him. Sure. And now Sam House really just pitching and catching. Yeah, man. Right? So yeah. that makes sense, too. It does. Um, but the Ravens uh, are in an interesting spot. I think they have played this Lamar Jackson thing perfectly. They have. Yes. Lamar has completely. Oh, he's a fucking nightmare, He man. has overplayed his hand and then some. Yeah, he Oof. really thought that <clears> – I think he really thought that these teams were going to be just fawning over him and, and outbidding right. the others. I think you're right. And – I know it's always the collusion, collusion, collusion. Well, if collusion is defined by uh, Deshaun Watson's contract was fucking stupid and they're going to regret that for the rest of life and nobody in their right mind would ever do that, especially to a guy who can't play, misses four or five games every year. Sure. Um, I think the Ravens, in my personal view, have already hit their – what they've offered is already too much. Yeah. So – I think they have played this perfectly. Hey, go ahead, Lamar. See where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. And now he's just talking himself into, um, into like you know, um, a corner where he has to save face because I think he probably realized now. And if anybody is actually advising him objectively and not just yeah, man, do whatever you want, right? Right. Uh, th- I think he's probably realizing he's made a mistake. What they now need to do is present the offer in a way which allows them to save face. Mm-hmm. So when they signed OBJ, I said that's that's the first step because now he can say, "Okay, I'll take that deal you gave me earlier, knowing that we are now better equipped." I was waiting to see what you were going to do. Right, right. It gives him a little bit of an out clause, uh, so he doesn't look like a sucker. Yep. But at the end of the day, he should sign that deal today. I agree that the because it's not getting any better. Nope. And if he's going to start, well, I'm going to hold out. All right, man. I mean. I, I hold out for what? Hold out for what? Yeah. I mean, it, it, no team, even not even Indianapolis and their crackhead owner, mm-hmm. is going to give, you know, a fourth pick, you know, two or three picks. I mean, if I were the Ravens, I would I, take the fourth pick and next year's, because they're going to be shitty next year probably too. Oh, yeah. I would do that for Lamar Jackson, get out of it, right, and then go draft your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go in with Tyler Huntley and, and a young guy and 
Oh, I the Tyler Huntley. He's done. I'd get rid of his ass. That <laughs> I know sucks. you would. I that know guy's you terrible. would. I don't know how any objective person can think that guy's any good. But <laughs> no, you, you if you get the fourth pick, now you're cooking with Crisco. Now you got two first round picks, and you can move up to Arizona. Yep. Right. To, because obviously that linebacker from Alabama is going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. It might be three uh, in a row, but if you can, um, if you can get Stroud or or the Alabama kid. Yeah, you know I'm not I'm not so high on Anthony Richardson. I know he's an athletic freak. I get it, but damn, he didn't dominate in college. He didn't like Lamar dominated in college. Yeah, no Stroud and and Young are the two. I mean they they make your jaw drop when you see their the but, highlight reel. You know, obviously Levis is the guy that people say translates better based on the skill set. No, I'm not sold on him either. No, I'm just glad that Washington's so far down that they don't even have to entertain it. You know? I like the Alabama guy the best, only because he has played at Alabama. That's like a professional league. He, mm-hmm. he everybody in the everybody in the state has been watching him. He's being getting paid already. Everybody's been kissing his ass. Sure, and he goes up against great teams and great defenses, and he sort of handled everything on the surface anyway with ease. Right. Uh, Stroud has to fight off the Ohio State uh karma you know he mm-hmm. plays in the big 10 the defenses aren't that great right and so they just inflate numbers sure you know when you're playing against minnesota and uh hmm. i mean this is you know like, but then you have haskins you have all those ohio state quarterbacks that just washed out they put yep. up huge numbers yep but they just what they just couldn't stick yeah yeah and so i think he has to fight off that a little bit i don't know like the the thing with those guys is ohio state you put three wide receivers out to the right and you throw it to one of those three you're not really doing a lot of read progressions because someone's open. Yep. Right. And your offensive line is basically a pro yeah. offensive line, and they're, you know, they're destroying. You're all not the, this poor saps from Northwestern right. on the other side of the I ball. Don't, I don't necessarily buy into it all the way because you got Big Ten uh, <coughs> defensive coordinators that are really good and they're running sure. those coverages. Those, oh, yeah. You know, shit, but, man. Maryland hung with them last year. Right. I mean, you know, but, uh, but you know that's the knock on him. Yeah. But I mean, if, like I said, there's. Generally, nothing's foolproof, but if you have a bunch of people in the draft saying this kid's a top three pick, he's a top three pick. Yeah. Um, I am with you, though. I think Washington, if they're going to get a quarterback, they really need to sort of do the homework on the guys that might be available for trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like who's out there on these teams, you know, that that – you maybe pick up a fourth round pick, but I mean they got Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett's a pretty good. I mean you're not going to find anybody that's he's probably a, better. He's than a him. serviceable veteran right. that probably works better with Rivera's mindset and the current offense yeah. and, and what they want to do. Well, um, I don't. I mean, it'd be enemies the wild card, Todd, because nobody, nobody knows what he wants to do. I, I know mean, he didn't come in here to run the fucking ball right. two downs and then throw it on third and eight. Right. I mean, he didn't do that. He's not going to – that doesn't help his pedigree. In fact, that probably puts him in the, yeah, it really was Andy Reid. Exactly if right. he comes in yep. here and has a 30th rated offense, even if they're 9-7, and seven, mm-hmm. right? Um, so uh, something's going to happen. I agree. I just don't know what's going to happen, right? I just, uh, Going in with Sam Howe is just not the <laughs> – it, it now, just, technically, they haven't named Sam Howell the quarterback, right? Yeah, of course they haven't. Because, but but there's a reason why they're not chasing any quarterbacks, and it might be because they don't have any money. And the new ownership yeah. said we we can't we can't get it we can't get anybody until we know who are who we are and mm-hmm. how much you know. Right, 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 right. I think that all plays a part in it, which is the reason why they have not been aggressive in getting a quarterback. Honest to God, it almost plays perfectly to Rivera's pedigree, though. Yeah. Hey. Hey Ron, do us proud. Put a put a competitive team on the field. Right. Let's let's try and get eight to nine wins and see where see where the the bottom of the well, the think, NFC shakes out. Think about it. Let's say you spend all that money and all that draft capital, and you go get uh, Carr. Mm-hmm. And he's a better quarterback probably than Sam Howe. Oh yeah. But how much of a better quarterback? I mean, how Sam, many wins does it translate? Sam to? Howe can That's... probably get you seven wins. Carr can probably get you ten. Is Thirty million dollars a year is that worth it? It's probably not good business. Probably not. You know. Yeah. And maybe they saw in Sam Howe eh, good enough, good enough to get us. You know there. Right. And it, but and if that is really your belief, then you need to get an offensive lineman, and you need to get or so, or some sort of tight end for that. Because mm-hmm. you have decent running backs. 
God damn, what happens if that Texas running back falls? I mean, I that guy, that guy's no fucking joke. He's man. legit. No joke. It, it, honest to God, usually I look at that mid-first-round pick and I just think, what an awful wasteland. It's with, with, with how much this team is in flux and knowing Ron is the coach for at least this season, mm-hmm. it's actually the perfect spot to pick. Because you don't have to do anything other than sit there, well, figure he, out who's reaching, who's not. And if then, he falls, oh, someone's re- coming up from. I mean, could you imagine Dallas with him? Hundred percent. Oh my God, they'd be they salivating. Be, oh, they'd be un- unbelievable. Yeah, like some of these teams that are really yep. fucking like Kansas City, mm-hmm. right? If you need, I don't know if you're watching. If you want to drop that far, um, but. Uh, yeah, it, it is going to be. I, I mean, if if you're sitting there and you're after ten, and the Texas running back is there, and he might be, he might, um, because everybody in the top ten has needs. Sure, um, you might get somebody to come up and make a trade for him. Bottom line is, there's going to be players at sixteen that are legit starters. They won, oh, and they absolutely. have plenty of needs. Absolutely, and you've said it before. If you're in that, if you're in that top twenty range, you better draft per per need. And talent, but the motherfuckers better start. Well, you're you gonna know? have you're you're gonna have multiple <clears throat> offensive linemen who are day one plug and play starters, mm-hmm. even at guard. And I know you say you never draft a guard. I I do too. Guard and tackle mm-hmm. that come in and just play. Right, right. Starters from day one. There's you know we don't we don't want to hear about development. Oh, he's pretty good. Maybe a couple. Of years. No, right. fuck that, dude. Yeah, right. He's starting day one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that improves your team immensely. It does. Right. My aggressiveness, even though your offensive line is terrible, and they are, they're they're one of the worst offensive lines last year in the league. They were terrible. Um, I still want to damn. I still just because the enemy's there and this motherfucker, but he may be gone. I mean, that guy's trending up. So Kincaid, he may, right? Yeah, yeah. He may be. I mean, if you get a chance, go home and everybody's listening. All four of you, go home, go watch Google and Google is shit. He's the next Kelsey. Gotcha. Um, he he might be gone by then. But there's some other guys there too. Sure. Um, but yeah, back to the Ravens. Uh, obviously, Beckham I think is probably the best wide receiver they had. But it better not go south. Oh, dude, because that dude goes three fuck. He goes three games with two catches. Oh, he's gonna be furious. He's gonna be a cancer. I mean, fucking Hollywood Brown was a little diva who wasn't even that good and dropped the ball half the time. Yeah, and he was a malcontent because he didn't get the ball enough. Right. You know, a guy like OBJ. He's going to need 10, 12 targets. He's going to need seven or eight catches to feel. You put him with, I mean, uh, that's, he's, when he's on. Dude, here's the deal. I did the, I did the little, oh, way to go, George. You guys got a fucking washed up wide receiver. But you're right, because there's the part of him that is completely legit. And now, if you've got another legit weapon out there to compliment Mark Andrews, that third and eight is no longer a foregone conclusion. You can pick up those third and eights now, you know? Um, well, I mean, this is the this is the Ravens depth chart: Rashad Bateman, uh, Nelson Aguilar, and Devin Duvernay. Right, Duvernay is probably gone. You put him with Bateman, and Bateman's the number two, and you got Mark Andrews. And Aguilar's serviceable. Yeah, yeah. Serviceable. I mean, yeah, he's a no, competent professional. A hundred percent. Yep. Um, but it, I mean, you know, if he would have gone to the Jets, he would have been behind Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard. Um. McCole Hardman, he just signed there, so he wouldn't have right. been. It's it's actually a pretty good, uh, pretty good fit for I think for OBJ. He is just a, uh, he's just a nightmare. If things he is, dude. He's, I mean, he's things a, have he's, to go perfectly, dude. At least on the perception. Yes, I have no idea. Now he does have a solid relationship with the Ravens' new offensive coordinator, Munkin. Oh, that's right. Like he does. they do have a relationship. True. So that that will sum up. Well, and like you you nailed it when when we started talking about the Ravens here. If if Lamar goes I, I really want obj and he knows now at this point the ravens deal is going to be the best deal it's a it's a win-win like you just My said i thought it, you could allow him to save face that it, and say it allows is, him to go well it's a different playing field now now yeah, we well, got this obj is, this so, is what i wanted yes. it wasn't about yeah. the money it was about right the, you know now they go now we got a true number one now we're serious Mm-hmm. They've addressed some of my concerns, so now I'm ready. I mean, they he can play it that way, and enough, enough people will actually believe it. Yep. And it's a safe face thing, and no one's going to call it on, and it's a win-win. If he actually thinks that he's in – no, that's what the Cleveland quarterback got, and that's I, I, I'm beating that, or I'm not playing, then you're not going to play because yeah, nobody's fun. giving it to you. Have fun, moron. No one's giving it to you. Yeah. 
He could he could not have played this worse publicly. And then having like hiring these entertainers to solicit other teams. I know. And then the other teams just go. I mean, all they're gonna do is rat on you. Yeah. You know, and the the NFLPA can't stand that shit. Jerry, it's like real estate, man. If you're like, dude, I got the next top property, and you wait and you wait and you wait, and then you throw it on the market, and you're like, oh, I told you, and everybody's like, hey, it's beautiful, but yeah, I'm, I'm not interested. And two or three open houses go by, and you're like, well, fuck, why isn't it moving? And all these other houses are moving, and they're like, yeah, it's a great house, but I don't want to spend 1.5 when I can spend 750 over here or, or whatever else. And I, don't and, think and, it, I don't think it has anything to do with collusion. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's part of it, right? Where the owners are like, look, nobody, nobody, this guy in Cleveland already fucked us. Nobody else do this shit. <laughs> right, right, right. We don't want to up the ante anymore. But it's also, it was also incredibly stupid. It was, it was, it was terrible business. Awful. You know, awful. And that Haslam, I mean, I bet they want to slap him in the face when they see him. Yeah. You know, so oh, like, yeah. what are you doing, man? Now you're screwing it. I mean, you, you know, and it's going to come back and bite Cleveland. Yeah, for oh, all that. For I mean, sure. He's good. But he ain't that good. For sure. Okay. All right. Let's spend the last five minutes, Todd. I want right. your thoughts. Terp basketball. I'm getting right. a little bit of a chub, but I was getting more of a chub over the weekend than I am now because Hunter Dickinson has been he he is he has hated Maryland for two years. Right, he's been public about his disdain for the University of Maryland. Um, entered the portal. Yep. Um, and uh, then Maryland subsequently, or at the same time, simultaneously, some say it was coincidence, some say it wasn't. Hire Mike Jones, mm-hmm. who's probably a pretty good coach anyway. Sure. Right? Even if that wasn't the case, but that was his coach at Dematha, mm-hmm. and he played with Young. Yep. And uh, and let's back up. Jameer Young is back. Yes exercising his option for the fifth year of all the guys that we said that we would take back for that extra year. He was the one. Well, he was the one. I mean, there's no, it's a no brainer. It was, it was too easy. It was too much circumstantial evidence to think that Hunter Dickinson wasn't coming to Maryland. And if on Sunday or on Saturday, whenever he met with uh, Willard and it Mm -hmm. went well and everybody was like, Oh my ass is getting locked up. I would have said it's a hundred percent. Now I'm at like, 70%. 70%. So the rumor is some Kentucky booster has yeah. come up with this fucking offer that's yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was going to say. And I've heard that you know the Dickinson camp was basically like we can't we can't refuse this and I heard this is a rumor mill that Plank said time out give me a week. Yeah. Let me see what I can come up with. So and you know I knew of, I knew that was coming mm-hmm. because I you know I I'm, I follow Kentucky. I oh, you follow, get a chub for Kentucky I like follow, nobody else. Yeah, I follow their <laughs> message boards, right? And they have a kid on their team named Oscar Tashibe. I can't Yeah, yeah, Tashibe. Yeah. yeah. He played I and I'm not probably not pronouncing that correctly, but he played at W for a year and mm-hmm. then transferred out, right? And he broke everybody's heart, but he's good. Then he went to Kentucky, right? In his first year there, he was player of the year. Yep. And he had like 20 points, 20 rebounds, right? He played this year, and he didn't perform as well. He's getting paid almost a million dollars, and he's debating whether or not he should return to Kentucky because um, he is a second-round pick, and he's going to get paid more by staying at Kentucky. The problem for him is they don't want him anymore. I know. So they are sort of the, – there is a movement to sort of – because according to their fans – which most of them are morons, but some of them are probably true. He is a stagnant. He is a problem in their offense, and they can't run. Calipari can't run the offense that he wants with that guy just clogging up everything, and he can't or whatever he does. I mean, it's right. not like Hunter Dickinson's like this, you know. But he's also seven one and probably a better hands, better score. Um, so the rumor was that they were going to take that money that Shibuya gets and give and, it to and, Dickinson. That's exactly what I heard. And yep. when Kentucky wants something, nobody's going to outbid him. Well, here's here's an interesting wrinkle in the whole thing. I'm just going to kind of come out of left field here. So, when Young decided to come back, I I don't know whether that was part of Willard's plan or not. My guess is he's a conservative thinker, so he thought I'd really love to have this guy back, but I get it. When he came back, he was probably like, "Shit, we could kind of go all in next year." Yeah, go all in next year. Yeah, exactly. Which made Dickinson way more of an attractive piece. Than otherwise would have done. You, you know? can't think. You can't convince me <clears throat> otherwise that so many Dematha pieces are coming together at the same time that it's not pre-planned. Well, you know, but for the y- wrench is another school like Kentucky who has yep. bigger assets. Yep. In terms of 
Sure. Basketball. You know, it, it, honestly, it's a little like when Jalen Hurts was in the transfer portal and Locks was his guy at Bama and he came to Maryland and it was basically down to Maryland or Oklahoma and Oklahoma just blew him out of the water. Yeah. Because they were like, we want this guy here now, you know? Yeah. And every big name booster came up with the money to get him there. So, you know? Because they, they had to entice Young to come right. back. So there's a bunch of NIL money that went Young's way. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I'm starting a trend towards Kentucky. I, I am too. Because I just don't think they're going to be able to match that. that I, I don't think so either. My heart will not break as much as other Maryland fans, though, for a couple reasons. Schematically, that's up to Kevin Willard. He's going to do what he right. wants to do. I'm not worried about that. He would make it fit, and he would make it work. From a pure basketball standpoint, you'd be an idiot not to say you'd want a guy like Hunter Dickinson on your seven team. 7-1. Yeah. He's 7-1, and he can fucking shoot threes. And he's a right. mean motherfucker. You right. know? Um, and you can say all you want about how much you hate him. As soon as you get him, you love him. Yeah, he's Marshan, dude. Dude, he's he's Tom Wilson. He's Tom Wilson. Exactly. If Tom Wilson showed up in a blue shirt on Broadway, the Rangers fans would fucking Man. oh, they'd have a, a parade for him. Right. You know, they'd forget all the other shit they said. You know, all those Maryland fans were like, I'd never see him. I'd never see him in a Maryland jersey. I never envisioned it, but now that I am, I'm like, I'd take him. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know if he's going to come or not. If he comes, this team could be really special. If he doesn't, I think this team's really good. Yeah. How special they are is going to be up to how the freshmen develop, how Juju Reese continues to develop. Um, does Young have another, you know, 17, 18 points a game in him? Right. The guy that they just got this last week off the transfer portal he's is an a, interesting he, one. He's a sharpshooter. He's an interesting one to yeah, me, Yeah, I mean, man. he can shoot, but he can't play. That's, right. That's right. He's, he's, not a, he's, not like, he's not like Steve Francis, bro. You're no. Not getting, no, you're, no, you're no. getting some dude who can just shoot out there 40% of the time. Everybody, everybody goes with Jameer. And you kick it out to him, and he's going to make it. That's right. I mean, in, in that perfect, and that's and a perfect player that they need. That's he was. He's a he's a perfect complementary player, yes. and he flew under the radar because of all the other shit. And right. I love that. I right. love that. I mean, he played so, at Marymount, right? Loyal Marymount. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, mm -hmm. but but that dude can shoot his ass. Well, I don't know yes, if he, he can, can defend. I don't think he can create. I'm not sure he's going to be like nobody's going baseline dunking. Nobody's long, and he and he creates matchup problems, and he's a fucking shooter. Shoot. Shooter, because Young can penetrate almost almost anybody. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it's almost like getting over. <clears throat> you're 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 sort of this close. Um, I don't know if I just don't think Maryland, even with Plank, has the resources that Kentucky has. I don't think so either. And, and but I think my my gut tells me Plank was kind of like, if we show you we can get close. Yeah, maybe you give us a hometown discount. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. You know? I think that's And if possible. Willard sold the old, hey, go ahead, take the money. I get it, kid. Yeah. But you come back home, you're a fucking hero, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> and also, though, dude, I mean, at Kentucky, you are worshipped. You are. I mean, he's worshipped anywhere, but you're really worshipped there. You are, but, I mean, you're also fucking lambasted the second that you don't. I mean, look at Toshibe. Yeah. You know? Hey, you're a 2020 guy. We don't want you anymore. I mean, on the West Virginia board, they hate that guy. Mm -hmm. Oscar, right? They, they can't stand him. Um, I blame Huggins. I mean, how do you not make that guy happy? Um, <laughs> but uh, there, so there are threads all over the place. And West Virginia and Kentucky fans are, like, interrelated. They are. You know, yeah. Oh, totally. So, totally. Totally. Um, so they do, they, but they say the, the, the basketball program is like, Oscar, thank you. We don't really want you anymore. Isn't that please, crazy? Please go somewhere else. That's nuts, isn't it? Like, even if he wants to come back. Dude, I'm telling you, really man, this transfer wanted. portal and NIL money, we said it when it happened. It is the brave new world, and it's changing every year. So my whole thing is, if the Dickinson thing can happen, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, right. man. My hope, my hope is that Oscar stays at Kentucky. If he announces he's coming back, then Dickerson, Dickinson, because they can't coexist. They're the same player. I agree. Like They're, I agree. they're both post players, right. right? I mean, you could put Juju out on the wing. Oscar can't shoot. Dude, Juju can play the four. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think his skill set is suited for the four. Probably. He's playing yeah. the five because he has to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So um, if they get them, if they get, if if Maryland gets Dickinson, they're a top 10 team next year. Jerry, do you know how great those tickets I picked up now? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, hey, man, you need somebody to get a, you, need, you need somebody to go in half with you. Ah. <laughs> uh. Good shit, man. Good yeah. shit. Good pod. Good pod. Hell yeah, man. That was great. A little too long on the caps, but that's okay, man. Hey, we haven't dude. done an early season, early end of the season obituary since we have forever. neglected the caps for three months. We, but I haven't really. I haven't watched a game. I, it's been so nice. I turn it on like while I'm making dinner or while I'm like hanging out, and it's just kind of on. You know what? It's not. It's not fucking nice because I have nothing to cheer for. 
Jerry, I when they the were days good, of, you, you wouldn't even fucking watch the game anyway. I would watch it on my phone. I missed watch the days. Watch it on your phone. I you missed, just, you'd follow shit. I miss the fucking days. At seven, I start to get a little anxious, <laughs> right? I'm watching like Yellowstone. I'm getting a little anxious. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I and see then you it. try not to look down until 720 when we're yeah. up one nothing. No, 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 no. <laughs> seven, seven, every 15 minutes until we're up or down, then we go every half hour. That was the best. and that, that got us a cup. All right, all right. Now you, your your mojo worked that year. Pardon the pun. All right. So know. next week, next Monday or Tuesday, we're gonna have yep. to have a big. Uh, we're gonna have uh, something's gonna happen on Dickinson. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week, and and depending on what happens in the next few days, we might have an emergency pod. We might have to do it. I would <laughs> assume that uh, that Laviolette to end the pod is gone within thirty seconds after the season is over. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you no, may no, not I, even I, travel home with the literally team. the last buzzer. I don't even know if the last game is home or away. That's how disinterested I am right, right. now. Um, the last buzzer of the last game, they go into the locker room. He says, "Is you know, good job, fellas. It was nice knowing hugs. you." Yeah, and everybody just goes, "Peace, see you, coach. Good luck on the other side." Yeah. You know, and and you know, there it is. So, all right, man. All right, man. Wings, beers, and tears. Peace. Later. <laughs>